Hello and welcome to your Christmas question cast from Cage Fighting. It's your main man, Andy Gillard here. Hope you're all keeping well. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the start of the Christmas bonanza. You are legally now allowed to have your main tree up. Hello, it's Matt Guy. <laughs> you main so there's a legal requirement for for smaller trees allowed then. Well, only because you've usurped the rules and you've got yours on in the background. But the main tree, you know, number one tree, I've deemed it so that. The people, our listeners, are now allowed to have it because ours is the law. To be fair, that's exactly what I've done. Like, the main tree isn't being... Erected. Well, yeah. It'll be <laughs> it'll be standing to attention by the time this goes out. Um, but that coincides with the rest of the house being decorated rather than my cave. Um, so, yeah. In a weird way, I've kind of adhered to these rules without even knowing them. <laughs> Yeah, so what we thought we would do is, rather than give you some full-on question casts, we thought we'd do some mini-sodes and give you a quick question Christmas cast. Like, oh, that's going to fucking trick me up if I keep saying that, I think. So, <laughs> basically, we're going to have a chat, we're going to ask a question that's going to be Christmassy-themed, and then that's going to be us for this week. So, the first one, I thought what we'd do, we'll have a quick look at what's out at the cinema. Um, so this podcast is going out on the 28th of November. So at the cinema is She Said, which is a dramatic retelling of the New York Times story, which helped break the Me Too movement, which shattered decades of silence around sexual assault throughout Hollywood. Like, it's obviously not a Christmas fair, but this does sound very interesting. And we are entering that period of time now where we're going to get the Oscar bait, aren't we? This feels like this this film's going to be the start of fishing for Oscars, isn't it? I, I assumed this is released at this time of year to raise awareness to the Christmas parties and what to expect from your more hands-on co-workers. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. I mean, that would that is going to be an issue, isn't it, really, if you think about it. I mean, there will be would be people hired who've never actually met each other in person going to Christmas parties together. Absolutely. I mean, like in my office, we in the during the pandemic, we've moved office twice, taken on two lots of graduates. There are people in my office I've never met and have never met me. So it's very much getting to that point where I am going to be starting to see new faces. Yeah, but you're not going to go and molest them, though, are you? That's, that's a... I'm, <laughs> I'm not even going to talk to them. When I go to the office, I sit in the corner as far away as possible from everyone. I don't want people to ask me any questions. I'm trying to get in, get out. That's how it works. And that's what she said as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I, I actually saw an advert for this on the actual telly. Like, in, like in the ad break for I'm a Celebrity as well. And not just some nonsense and like mainstream TV and they're pushing this really hard. And for a, fi- <laughs> for a film like this, you don't see that very often. Or mm. You don't tend to anyway. Um, but I'd never heard of it before. And I, I was quite intrigued. And I thought, I know exactly who's going to be watching this day one. Um, but I might as well. Cause it, it looks like it's, n- it's done with a bit of tact to it as well. It's not exploitative. It's not, played for certain political gains or whatever. Mm-hmm. It just looks really good, a really good drama. 
Yeah, it looks like it might be arcing on to the... Was it all the president's men mm. about the Watergate scandal and the breaking of that story? It looks like it's touching on that kind of thing. And I really enjoy that. I mean, that was a political drama. And I think this is going to be a bit more of a um, socio-political drama, maybe. So I am quite interested in this one. Uh, the other big film which is released is Matilda the Musical, based on the hit Broadway West End production from Tim Minchin, starring Andrew Reesborough from Mandy. Emma Thompson, Stephen Graham's also in it. It's only getting a short release window because it will be available on Netflix on Christmas Day. Matt, I know you're not much of a musical fan, but Roald Dahl adaptations? Um, yeah, I'm absolutely all for this. I'm a big Roald Dahl fan in general. And if you're going to pick any, maybe like Dr. Seuss stuff, but if you pick anything that's kind of custom made for the musical world, I think Roald Dahl is there, isn't it? It's... Mm. half of the half of the text is written rhythmically and it's just it, it's so colorful the landscapes and worlds it just builds it just builds a picture and it's made for musicals so i've not got an issue with this um i'll probably watch it as well just out of pure morbid curiosity you know matilda is one of those just classics from your childhood that it just it's just a sweet spot, isn't it? It's just the perfect kind of Sunday, lazy afternoon, not a hangover film. You wouldn't watch it when you were hungover. Mm. You'd watch it when you just need a slower, slower pace day. But uh, yeah, I'm for it. It's a shame, you know, that it's the, you know, it probably won't get the eyes at the cinema that it, that it should because of the Netflix release. But at this time of year as well, when this will be coming out, have people got the disposable income? to go to the cinema when they've already paid for a Netflix subscription. I get it at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Stu, Matilda the Musical, is this one um, up your alley? Oh, all over it. And I, again, I, I saw this, uh, it was trailed before, and I didn't have to do my ears thing either. I, I watched the whole trailer um, before Black Panther were kind of forever, which was very mm. good, actually. Um not knowing anything about it, and it coming up Matilda. Oh yeah, Trunchable. or oh, Trunchable, whatever it is. And and then they started singing. I thought, oh okay. <laughs> I, I just yeah. thought it was at first. It was just a, a played old rem- remake of the from the nineties again. And yeah, bring it on. We, we we've said over and over again on here how much we love musicals and something like this looks so stupid, but yet so yeah. much fun at the same time that it's exactly what you need. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to see the stage play a few years back and I, I'm intrigued to see how it's going to adapt because obviously the the, the setting is wildly different. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to them building the world out from what I saw previously and seeing how, how big and marvellous they can go with it. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one. I've mentioned on here before I'm a big fan of Tim Minchin's work, so more of it and, yeah, definitely for me. Um, what what was the first Roldar book you read, Stu? Oh God, um, it would have been. You know when you do it in school and you go around and you like you read a, a paragraph each. Yeah, I think it would have been that. Um, so I'm I'm guessing it was either BFG or James and the Giant Peach. I don't know which one came first. It, it was one mm. of them too. Yeah. Mm. Matt, what, do you remember your first? Uh, James and the Giant Peach jumped out at me then. 
um, mm. just not knowing the answer, but that was the first one I, I can vividly remember, like reading it at school. And we had that big bus that would come around. It was a library <laughs> on wheels. Yeah. I remember that being there. And they, you like, you know, you always got to like read in there for a bit. And then they want to try and coax you to buy a book, and you never do. Um, <laughs> but years ago, this is quite sad, this really. But years ago, and I'm talking like 11 years ago now. So I'm 33 now. So this was, I think, 11 years ago now. I bought for if I eventually ever have offspring. Um, it's, I'm not going to bother getting it down because there's no visual impact to this. But I bought a huge <laughs> roll doll book set like the complete works of Roald yes. Dahl to pass on yeah, to I've a child um and 11 years later i still haven't fulfilled that but i might start just getting them down and reading them like because you'll read it in half an hour or something. yeah <laughs> like, yeah might just be like a little endorphin hit mm, I, I remember um the first book i read cover to cover in a single go was Roald Dahl, the twits mm. I, I remember i was in the back of the car and i I don't know why I just remember being in the back of this car, reading this book, didn't put it down. There's like 110 pages. So like grown up me, that's nothing. But <laughs> me as like a seven-year-old, it felt like a massive achievement. Uh, I think The Twits is probably my favourite book purely for that. It, as you say, that endorphin hit that it gives me whenever I think about it. Mm, I have asked Santa to buy me a book this year, which <laughs> I never usually ask for because I'm not really... I, I can read. I'm not like saying I can't read, <laughs> but I, I just much prefer because I'm always on the move. I just prefer things in audiobook form because I've never mm. like sat down long enough. The most I'm ever sat down is to do this podcast legitimately is. Um, so, so, but, I, but I've, I wanted the, because it's not, I've got a thing about an audiobook. I really like it to be narrated by the author and Same. Um, the um, Brian Gewirtz wrestling book isn't narrated by Brian Gewertz. And in all of the um, reviews, it's saying like the person who narrated this clearly doesn't know about wrestling because the pronunciation of certain things aren't mm. the way it would be in the world of wrestling. And that really put me off. So I think I'd just rather just have the physical copy to read. That's fair. That that would piss me off. If he doesn't know it's Fabe and not Fab or something. Exactly. Yeah, that, yeah, that'd exactly. really put you off, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I really want to get the... Um, Bob Mortimer. I think I want to oh. get the audio book rather than the actual book. It's such a I just hoot. think I think Bob Mortimer would be the perfect person to read a Bob Mortimer book. Did I ever send you the voice clips from from the book? I know no, I sent them to Tom Kearney. Oh my mate, I was in absolute hysterics. There's the, I won't go into too much. When when Michael Jackson um, or when Jarvis Cocker got his ass out in front of Michael Jackson, mm. Bob Mortimer had to be. Jarvis Cocker's legal counsel because he was a legitimate solicitor. And the way he tells the story and he puts on the Sheffield accent of Jarvis Cocker, he laughs when he's telling the story and it <laughs> makes the cut of the audiobook. It's so funny. It's like, Brilliant. <laughs> I just got out my bottom. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. So, yeah, you, you, yeah, get the audiobook version. Fantastic. I think Bob Morrison might be the funniest man alive. There's just. Every podcast that he appears on, I have to listen to it because even though he tells the same stories, <laughs> I just feel like I need to hear the slight variation between one podcast to the next. Absolutely love the guy. Dream guest. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, isn't he? <laughs> right, we'll move on. So, as I said, this podcast is going out on the 28th of November. So this week, 
we're going to be going into December. So the 1st of December is coming up. So I want you to tell me about what is the perfect 1st of December. Talk to me about food. Talk to me about what you're doing around the house that day. Like, Have you got an album on? What film are you watching? What's the headline film you're watching that day? Tell me about the perfect start to the Advent ship. I mean, normally... It's not necessarily on that on the first. It's the the start of Christmas, which depending on what I'm doing and where I am, it's around that time. But weirdly enough, it will be the first this time. So, and I mentioned it last year and all my penchant for sausage mini sausage rolls <laughs> <laughs> in a little Christmas bowl cooked slightly too much, um, but then enough of them so that you, you're eating so many. The, I mean, what they're coming like packs of fifty or something from Sainsbury's, and you really think I oh, shouldn't have more than ten. Really, it's, it's a bit piggish, and then more than ten fill up on the baking tray, and then and they're coming and they're, they're, they're piping hot. And by the time you get to the bottom, they're kind of cold, and you think, oh, it'll be a waste to leave them now. So piping up sausage rolls, so <laughs> <laughs> Sal- salty peanuts, obviously, um, and some form of cinnamon whiskey. Which is nice. what's evolved over the last few years, and that was from um, that was a, that was a trip to workshop um, when we played Sheffield United away, I think, and they had these shots of this. Um, well, it was JD Tennessee Fire. Um, mm. Never seen the stuff before, and then they just bought it out and like pound a shot. I thought, oh, tastes like Battenberg. Why not? Uh, and got hooked on the stuff. I mean, this year I've I've got some fireball liqueur, oh, nice. which I haven't even opened yet. But I thought I'm not drinking that stuff neat. That can, that can go over a, over a nice rock of some kind. Um, but yeah, ju- just to get that Christmassy taste more than anything else. And film film wise, normally other than the usual shitty Netflix Christmas universe films or the lifestyle slash hallmark masterpieces the real proper first christmas film of christmas every year has to be elf it just has to be and the fact that asda of all people have stolen elf and used clips of it in their advert made me very mad because new elf has been previewed and i don't like elf being even though i know probably off my art at this point elf's always the one even if it's on a couch or an away game I'll always take the tablet. The last few years, I took my tablet and then watched it on the couch. Elf is the first Christmas film of the season. That's fair. Matt, what about yourself? How are you and uh, the lovely Mrs. Guy going to celebrate the 1st of December? So this is going to be my first Christmas as a vegetarian. Well, not my first ever Christmas, but of this stint of me being a veggie. I've been veggie a few times in the past. But in, in years gone by, and last year especially, we were treated or i was treated as um as mrs guy put it together to a cheese board sensation and loads of like biscuito and like loads of posh bread and it was a really massive affair so i think the christmas period kicks off when we have our we have our cheese board day at home and we have loads right. of like nice food and stuff and we're not going like vegan or anything like that so we'll still have loads of cheese it just won't there just won't be loads of meat with it um, which is fine. Um, Sam's already watched The Grinch. Um, 
which is her start of her Christmas season. That was like a few days ago. So it's already begun for her. But I think for us, once we've watched Klaus, that will be the start of our... It's now mm. our Christmas tradition now to, to, to watch Klaus. I know it's fairly new comparatively to all of the classics, but um, that's the film that the pair of us enjoy the most as a, as a couple. Mine is Jingle All The Way. However... Um, you know, that doesn't mean it's the start of my Christmas season. So, yeah, I think getting, you know, we, I'm done with the German market now and stuff like that. Like, it's just, it's too damn much for me. <laughs> it's just too fucking busy. And it's like, I the, the effort of having to get a bus and a train to Birmingham to then be crammed in like sardines to not eat a bratwurst. It's, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. So I'd rather just have something I enjoy at home and uh, and just uh, spend it with the nearest and dearest. Yeah, I think yeah, I'm for... in agreement with you there. For the, the German market, is, it's a bit of a no-go for me now. It's, it's such a lot of effort for such little reward. Yeah, but that's because it's fun for you. I mean, for him, he's he's like part rabbit now. So it, it's understandable that half the half the enjoyment of it is the food. And if you can't have the food, then what's the point? That makes perfect sense. Yeah, I'm with you there, mate. Definitely. Uh, so for my 1st of December, I'm in agreement with Stu, and this year I've even bought some of those mini sausage rolls myself. <laughs> I, I just think I need to be, I need more Stu in my life, so I thought that, that's what I'm going to do. So 9 o'clock on 1st of December, once the football's finished, I'm going to be putting a film on, I'm going to be doing some sausage rolls, I don't know, it is something about you need meat and cheese. Sorry, Matt, I know the meat, not for yourself, but there, there is something very comforting about those kind of foods. And it feels like the 1st of December should all be about comfort foods. It should be about putting on a warm pair of slippers and relaxing into, you know, Christmas time. And I think the best way to do that would be by watching Die Hard. Personally, I think Die Hard would be the perfect meeting of the two worlds. So your Christmas time's over. Sorry, your year is over and your Christmas time is starting. So it's meeting in the middle. So you bring in the action films and you bring in the Christmas films together. And I think Die Hard's the perfect way to do it, personally. Something very relaxing about it. <laughs> relaxing about and Die Hard don't naturally go together very well. Um, <laughs> I've got the, the German cut of it now, though, but... Worryingly, it's got no subtitles, so I've had to learn through kind of <laughs> osmosis what it actually, what they're actually saying to each other because there's about five minutes extra in that version of it, um, and obviously that's like watching the normal versions of Lord of the Rings that you just you can never go back. But that's normally Christmas week for me. Mm. Die Hard, Die Hard, well, Die Hard Two. Um, I was going to say Die Harder, but it's actually ne it's never called that here. Um, <laughs> Watching them two and the, and the two Home Alone films in Christmas week is the way it has always been. So I think going early would, would traumatise me. Lovely stuff. Right, okay. So that's the first Christmas cast quick question mini-sode. Uh, we'll be back next week with a little bit more. Please make sure you subscribe and that you've got us on all of the socials at cagefightingpod and cagefightingpod at gmail.com on the email. Matt, would you like to say goodbye for this week? Take it easy, everybody. Start slow. It's a whole month for festivities. 
Don't peak too early. Stu, would you like to say goodbye for this week? Get as much stuff in as you want. It doesn't matter. Goodbye. (laughs) And it's goodbye from me and remember, be excellent to each other. (laughs) 